Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith, Director of Digital Ministries at Watermark Church in Dallas, Texas. And I'm here with my friend of 17 years, Todd Wagner. That's relevant to today's topic, how long we've been friends. Very relevant. And so I'm going to ask this question, and I have a lot invested in this question. So the question goes like this. What do I say to my Christian friend who is engaged to a non-Christian? Well, here's what I would say. First of all, how did you get to be engaged to this non-Christian? What were you doing even spending time with them in an intentional way to wed your heart together uh, to begin with? Secondly, I would say, what makes you so convinced that your friend's a Christian? Now, why do I say that? Listen, we're not a Christian necessarily uh, based on what we do today. We're, we're, we're a believer based on our faith relationship with Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. We acknowledge our sin, our deep dependence upon Him, and our, and our need for him to be our provision uh, through the cross, his death, and his resurrection. What I would tell you, though, is that Jesus says, uh, he who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. James says faith that is dead or that doesn't work itself out is dead faith. Paul says that we're saved by grace, but we're his workmanship, and that we should walk in the good works that Christ prepared for us beforehand, okay, is a, a, a rather loose uh, translation of Ephesians 2.10. What I want to tell you is that the scriptures are really clear, and that is that, that we're not to be yoked together with non-believers. There's a real practical reason for that. Okay, first of all, it's because God loves you. He doesn't want you to, um, to deeply wed yourself with another person, to covenant with another person who doesn't understand what love is really all about, okay? Love, the Bible describes, not as a fit, an emotional connection, but as a will to give yourself away. And sin and history and Christ tell us that there is no way that you can love somebody well unless you yourself have been loved perfectly. Christ is the one who indwells us and who enables us to follow him and love the way that he loves. So if you marry a person who is not informed with a biblical definition of love as modeled by Christ, as enabled by his spirit of truth which indwells those who believe because you acknowledge that his definite truth is the truth, then your marriage is not going to be a marriage that leads to what it is that you want and the reason that you get married. Proverbs 24, 3 and 4, by wisdom a house is built, by understanding it's established, and by knowledge its rooms are filled with all good and pleasant things. If you and I want to build a house together and we don't agree with what the blueprint is, wisdom wouldn't have us build this house, understanding wouldn't have us build this house, knowledge would decorate our house this way, we're not going to have a very good time building that house together. No. Okay? And so what Jesus is telling us, what God tells us in his word, is that we shouldn't be unequally yoked. I would tell you that not only should you not date somebody who doesn't profess Christ, you shouldn't date somebody, and somebody shouldn't date you unless you and they are radically pursuing Christ in every area. That doesn't mean they're perfect. It means the direction of their life is to be humble and obedient to his word. Bad company corrupts good morals. The scripture would define bad company as anybody who's not abiding with Jesus. Yeah, and not only would you tell people that, you have told me that before in my now bride that. So 17 years ago, 15 yeah. years ago, I was on the way to date who, the girl who is now my wife. Her dad, uh, wisdom in a wisdom way, said, hey, you don't need to be dating this guy, that guy being me, because I wasn't walking with the Lord. And Even I called, though you were a professing believer. Yeah, professing believer, that's about it. Right. I wasn't walking with the Lord. I called you and said, hey, my girlfriend's dad doesn't want me to date Abby. Can you believe that? And you said... I said, you know what? I don't know your girlfriend's dad, but my respect for him just went through the roof. I wouldn't let you date my daughter either. 
Okay, and and I said that, and you and you said I said to me, you're mean, you're a mean guy. Yeah, you call me a jerk, and I just said, hey, Literally. Rick. Yeah, and, and I don't mind that you call me a jerk, and this might see I said it as lovingly as I could. I go, Rick, here's why. You don't know how to love people. You don't know yet how to how to serve others, how to give yourself away, what it means to have a love relationship. You're defining this based on, man, my heart is all in with this girl, and and it was all about you. All right, and and listen, people that have not learned from the example of Christ on the cross and that have not put themselves in subjection to that as the definition of love will not be able to love the way that we want and need somebody to love us for our marriage to prosper. People ask me this then. They go, okay, how come I know some non-Christian marriages that are better than Christian marriages? I go, easy. Because whether you say you're a follower of Christ or not, if you don't do the things that Christ says you need to do to make a relationship successful, your relationship's not going to work. So there's lots of folks who go to church who say they love Jesus who don't love their wife as Christ loved the church, okay? Who don't reconcile daily as Christ would have them. There are some non-believers who do things that are consistent with God's will more than believers. Now, they're not saved because of that. Their marriage relationship is going to be better if they do those things. But I'm just going to tell you, you are deluded if you think you could really find people who aren't serious about Jesus who will consistently love better than people who abide with and walk with Jesus Christ. You're right. So two things. One, you were right what you told me 15 years ago. Two, will you accept my forgiveness for calling you a jerk? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yes, I probably am a jerk, but just not for that reason. No, you're not a jerk. You're, not, you're a nice jerk. So, hey, thanks for checking out Real Truth real quick, and we will see you next week. Yeah, man. Tell your friends, if they're dating a non-believer, to stop. Don't wait till they're engaged. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Speak the truth in love. Don't let them drift down that road and get their hearts entangled. Okay, speak up well before that time. Yeah, and if you're a non-believer wanting to date a believer, don't call Todd because he will break you up. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs>